Welcome to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am that beardless one, CJ, here with my co-hosts, Red and Blue. I mean, Andrew and Jeremy. Uh, today, we've captured quite the episode to train your ears on. It's the longest running podcast of its genre with nearly 500 episodes banked over nearly 14 years. Coming to the Infinite Rabbit Hole live from the top of Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the leader, host, and dare I say Pokemon master, Trainer Thatch of the Puckle Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, no problem. I'm honored. I, I appreciate coming on another show and being able to talk and not have to edit. It's always great. It's great that you, that, uh, you agreed to come and sit down and chat with us today because once in a while we like releasing these like bonus episodes where we do something fun because usually we're talking about like Doomsday and Project Bluebeam and the government's going to ruin your life. And so it's fun to sit down and, and really talk about some just goofy stuff like this that we can actually relate to our content. Um, so uh, today we are going to be covering Pokemon that are based on cryptids. And uh, before we really get into the meat of this episode, Andrew, do you have anything to talk about regarding our Patreon? I do, but I would like to say I would definitely be the red of the, the two colors because it's the Zard boy, the best Zard, the Char, the Charizard. Or your uh, red beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I've always had, like, a, a sucker for, like, dragons, even though he's not a dragon. Uh, but, he was for a little bit. Yeah. He was for a little bit. X, X, was it X or Y? Which one was that? It was one? X. It was it X. was Charizard X. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we miss it like we miss Mega Evolution. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you got 100%. big boys though. Big boys look good. Like cake, big boy looks good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, for those that uh, listen to us or long term listeners, uh, new term listeners, uh, we have officially started a Patreon. You can check us out at Infinite Rabbit Hole at Patreon. Uh, there are three tiers currently. Um, changes may or may not happen, but uh, if you want to see our bonus content, uh, this episode is not going to be, it's just going to be officially released publicly, but we do have a thing that's called uh, The Bottom of the Hole, where we have additional content in, at the bottom of episodes. Uh, you can see things like uh, behind the scenes or uh, just how we organize our stuff if you want to do a q a with us all that's available check it out all right all right uh jeremy do you have anything to add into that before we really start getting into some stuff yeah i'd like to add that cj scheduled this for the same time as gibble community day so i will be here and i will also be playing my pokemon go oh you're playing fake pokemon all right all right yeah i mean come on now it is it is a platform on its own now it's lazy you're lazy. It's lazy. Based on a game that that makes you walk places, that is lazy Pokemon. You're lazy Pokemon. I'm I like it as lazy. a supplement. It's a nice <laughs> supplement to my fandom. I love it. I, I have, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan uh, of it. Anything that can get a person walking and out there, that's good. Yeah. 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 It's the reason why I take my dogs for a walk. They're lucky that Pokemon exists. I don't I don't know <laughs> how hot it is where you guys are right now. It is 95 degrees where we live and I'm not walking anywhere. I don't even want to drive. Like ugh. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, so sometimes we got to put on our big boy pants and go play a video game outside. <laughs> yep. I said it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be ten year olds and get your first Pokemon and just venture out there because that's what they do with ten year olds. You know what I like about Pokemon Go? I like because when I grew up playing blue, red, and yellow, I always imagined myself being a Pokemon trainer, you know, and actually capturing Pokemon and everything. This is the closest thing you have to that. I mean, we have the uh the open world game that's gonna be coming out really soon, the the Arceus game, correct? Yeah, watch out for that though. We don't know anything about that game and it does like there's definitely improvements to be made and they haven't yeah. really updated the trailer and they started doing Facebook ads with that trailer and it scares me. <laughs> I saw some graphics updates. It looked like it looked really good like the uh the sword and shield uh concept of the the wild area there where mm. you know you see I, I saw one particular picture of Gyarados in the water. And it just looked like it was the wild area, but just upgraded. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. There, there was some, there was some like performance issues, and maybe that was because of the hardware they were using. But uh, there were some performance issues that uh, the community likes to meme about. Like, oh, uh, sure. the, there's like a chingling <laughs> that moves like literally at three frames per second during that trailer. Ooh, well, uh, it's really bad. You guys on Puckle have like two dedicated episodes almost to that thing, and you bring it up quite a bit. And then there was a, I hear you guys talk a lot about uh, the issue with the potential multiplayer thing going on, uh, where you might not be able to connect with your friends, something like that. Uh, well, it's more like an issue. So you have Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out in November. Uh, that, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's just, uh, don't expect anything like spectacular from it, right? Uh, I, uh, but it's going to be, I mean, I'm going to buy it because it's half my job, half I want to. And <laughs> it, it's it, that one. You're probably like my, my gut feeling is you're not going to be able to connect the switch with uh sword and shield with that. I'm using acronyms. Oh, really? uh, we, but, we can, yeah, uh, that's my gut feeling. We can pipe dream it and hope that they allow oh, if us it to happens, up- if, if it happens, I'm all for it. I I've just like, I've been beaten to the ground since 2019. I'm, uh, I'm just saying, so maybe maybe we'll get real lucky and they'll let us upload to Pokemon Home, and then oh, you'll get to the, home. You'll get to go home. You'll get to go to home. National decks to Sword and Shield and be able to complete it in Sword and Shield. Hey, oh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, I've got several bets going. Um, I do this. I do this every time because people got really upset when um, when like Dexit was announced when uh, they cut Pokemon from Sword and Shield, where you couldn't have like the national decks. You can't bring all of the Pokemon there. Uh, they've got a good chunk now. It's like seven hundred or so, maybe just under that. Um, oh, okay. I, last Was I counted, like, they're what, missing 900? like two. Uh, there's nine, just under nine hundred now. It's uh, I think the I think the last number is like eight ninety eight. Yeah, that DLC added quite a good chunk to it, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it went from so it was like four hundred in base sword and shield, and there were like thirty five hidden in there, and then uh, you added just over two hundred with uh, with the DLC back in so they're missing like around 250 um uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl would if you actually include all of the pokemon that were in the original release um you're going to still be something like i think like 60 short 69 nice uh short and it's uh something like that if i remember correctly but, I just got what he said that so delayed so um it's something like it's something like that though but so like i I don't know from like an industry standpoint i'm sitting here thinking like no they're not going to do it also because japanese developers have a really bad uh history of just being like oh this is the way we want something to be um and then even if they're wrong they just like stand by it 
and they did announce um back in about two years ago almost exactly now uh that like there's not going to be national decks in pokemon we're only putting the pokemon in there that we want to put in there and i think the dlc was like their weird middle ground to that solution <laughs> we're like well, we can a, say we were right. pokemon now though uh it is and if they didn't have all of the models already in the engine i would agree with you that it's unreasonable but it True. sounds like they they have all of them except for possibly 69 of them uh but from a from the standpoint of a completionist that sounds absolutely awful but from somebody who yeah. enjoys like a competitive environment that seems almost like a good move for like okay forced ban oh. lists okay okay so like once upon a time pokemon does, so like I, I play competitive pokemon pretty seriously um or i, I used to be i used to be good <laughs> uh and so i'm still very aware of the scene and so they used to have those things um before we had pokemon home we had pokemon bank to transfer all of your pokemon between generations of games and they used to have this meta called pre-bank when a new game would come out uh because you weren't able to transfer your pokemon for like the first three months or so and so you'd have these metas that are called pre-bank and they were really fun i played them a ton uh and everybody else would just get like really annoyed and they were just like i hate this meta it's like a legacy, like a legacy thing. Uh, well, so what happens is like you're kind of like lo- so like with Sword and Shield, you just had like 400 Pokemon in the game, and that's all you had, and that was what you your pool was. And so you were kind of artificially capped at that, like the first three months of releases before Sword and Shield, like in Sun and Moon and X and Y, you yeah. were locked into the certain Pokemon that were available for a little while because Pokemon Bank had to update to connect to those games, and so you'd have a meta that was just based on those Pokemon in those games already, and literally both in Gen six and in Gen seven. People complained about that so much. Um, they were just like, man, I want all the Pokemon. Um, and then Sword and Shield, they're just like, it's going to be so refreshing for competitive. I'm like, we've already had this. <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't. And you all hated it. I don't know what, I don't know what Pokemon exactly uh, Sword and Shield are missing, but I can tell you right now, I've caught Pidgey in almost every game. Weedle, Caterpie. You can't in Sword and Shield. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that because, I mean, I've. I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, if it's it's Pokemon like that, but if they were to take out like a Pokemon, let's say like Dratini, you know, yes, absolutely, uh, I I would be pissed. There would be a so uprising. (laughs) No, so so I would say out of like the 250 ish that are missing, like the ones that are that are missing are a bulk kind of like Pidgey. I mean, they're they're the uh, the quote I like to call them like scenery Pokemon. Yeah, the, the they're, wildlife. They're like, yeah, they're like the wildlife. They they fit really well in the new Pokemon Snap game. Like a lot of them are actually in it, and yeah. it works really well because like that's what they are. They're scenery Pokemon stuff like Love Disc and all of this other mm-hmm. nonsense. Uh, but like they are still missing like half the starters. Like if you if you started playing Pokemon in in Gold and Silver or in uh, Diamond and Pearl, for example, or even in uh, Gen Five or Gen Six, uh, you're you're missing those Pokemon still. Really? Like you can't yeah, you can't get a Feraligator, you can't get a Cyndaquil, you can't get a you can't get a Greninja, which was voted the most the most popular Pokemon of all time in 2020, by the way. Greninja? <laughs> yeah. Because it was broken. Like, well, I could I could yes. totally see Greninja being the most popular starter of all time. I no, it was the that. most popular Pokemon. That's insane. I mean, I yeah. don't get me wrong, I love Greninja. It's it's a great, great Pokemon. Yeah. The concept, the art, the everything about it is awesome. It's mm-hmm. useless in Pokemon Go, but you know. Fun little fact about that too. He's in he's in Smash Brothers, right? They yeah. put they decided to put him in Smash Brothers before the game's release because they knew he was going to be that popular. Yeah, I mean, 
good call. <laughs> yeah, they knew. They they know what they're doing when they design these things. Like they're very aware. Man, that's a so that's like the perfect segue there. Really, if we're gonna talk about uh, uh, intentionally designing things. Oh, did did you have something else you wanted to add, Jeremy? Oh, I have so much to talk about, but you know what? <laughs> Eventually, we have to get into the the episode. Yeah, man. See, the thing All is, right. Jeremy likes to talk, and you have to get in between breaths. So, like when you hear him go, <gasps> you have to get in there fast. <laughs> Thanks, you love you, love you too. Well, I mean, that means he's a podcaster. <laughs> I am. <laughs> for our fans who don't know, which would be weird because you listen to us, uh, and then for potentially fans who are listening to this episode because, oh, Thatch is on it. Um, hey, the guy from Puckle, or however you know him. Um, a, a cryptid is a, a, a plant or animal that is not officially recognized by science, meaning that they don't acknowledge any of the evidence as empirical uh for their existence uh so today what we're doing is we're going to be talking about a lot of pokemon uh that were based off of these creatures and um there there's actually quite a few really really good ones and um i'll lead off with the uh my my favorite one that's based off of hold on hold on just just a second just a second i just want to add that i'm i've also picked out a lot of uh mythology from many different cultures around the world and that my list is longer than cj's just wanted to point it out it it is because i have this concept of time that jeremy does not possess and i, I feel like we're, my content <laughs> i feel like we're robbing every listener of great stuff if we if we limit ourselves that's just yeah. my opinion or yeah. it could be a bonus episode and we can do it separately without them if we if if we let Jeremy run rampant, this would be six bonus episodes, and we'd be on this conversation with Thatch until tomorrow. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. All Jeremy, the hours. Pick your top three of that list. Of my list? Yeah, pick your top three, and then if he doesn't mention it, we'll mention that. Well, I'm not gonna just run down a list. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one at a time. We'll talk a little bit about lore. We'll get Thatch's input on here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I can I can tell you that if CJ misses anything on my list, I will quickly list it off without speaking out of it at all because I don't want people to miss out on some of this really awesome content. I'm not going to sit here and pokey wrap this list. It's not going down like that. <laughs> oh, we should have done it. We should have done that. That would have been awesome. Just get on oh, here. Oh, that's so much work. Boxing. Arena B drill, Hunter, Squirtle, Pokemon. All right. That's as far as Bigfoot, Mothra. <laughs> Mothra? <laughs> Butterfly. Godzilla. Yeah, I know. That's Pikachu. not a <laughs> Tyranitar. No. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I didn't Look, mean to If a pair of keys can be a Pokemon, so can uh, whatever. I'm so Bro. glad you brought that up because that's the first one I'm talking about because it's an entire group of Pokemon based off of a single lore mythology, uh, Andrew, which you'll be familiar with uh, from our past days as the Sukumogami. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Sukumogami uh, is a cryptid in Japanese mythology where you have an inanimate object that's been left alone for a hundred years, but not abused. It's been maintained, just not used. Uh, and it gains a, a a spirit, a demon, whatever you want to call it, and it and it animates. So that's how we get things like the keychain Pokemon, whose name eludes me at the moment. Uh, Klefki. There we go, Klefki. Uh, we have Kling Clang, I think it is, it's like a bunch of gears put together. 
It's um, it's clink clang and then clink clang. That's the whole evolution layer. Yeah, uh, vanillite. Um, although you know, I don't really know if I want to include things like vanillite and then the big wedding cake. Uh, I would. Because... I don't know that I would include vanillite either, just because it's not actually like an ice cream cone anyway. It's just like an icicle that looks like an ice cream cone. It's really weird. Oh, oh okay, okay. I just thought like it's food. If you let food sit it's for hundred years, there's no there's no maintaining it. It's weird. The garbage bag. Oh, the rubbish. Garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love rubbish. Travis is cute. Dude, I hate the ice cream cone one. Like, I, I'm sorry, I might have lost some listeners here. I don't know if anybody actually likes that thing, but I think it's, uh, it's actually really good. It's really good, actually. Uh, well, not really good, but it's it's good. It, it's got a niche that it fills in competitive Pokemon. Uh, can we talk about the other game that this has, the Yokai Watch? I don't know if that's like off subject with Pokemon. Uh, completely, completely okay. off subject. <laughs> don't, I don't care. People, <laughs> people thought that Yokai Watch was going to take over Pokemon, no. and that was obviously absolutely lie. That was a lie. I played no, Yokai Watch. No it was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, it is not a good game. No, <laughs> I, I, I just want to announce that. I, I'm sorry, Yokai Watch fans out there. Pokemon has the better uh, guys, like the garbage can and the chandelier. It's just like a better catching mechanic. Like Yokai Watch has like the old school like oh wait for them to randomly become your friends capture mechanic, and then Pokemon's like no you're gonna shove it in a ball, yeah and you have you have more control over the situation than it wants to be your friend yeah get out of here. Well these uh the Pokemon that are based on like all these like random at home objects, uh my roommate actually came down and I was battling one of those keychains because it chased me out of the grass, mm-hmm. and he was like oh man. Those Pokemon are the stupidest thing in the world. They're not even Pokemon. Look at it. It's like a boot. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, it's a keychain. And how did you sit down for two hours with me and Andrew and discuss Tsukumogami and then come here and not recognize? Right. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel I I feel like he might be a Gen 1-er. And as soon as you hear some someone say something like that, just be like, Dude, look at Magnemite. You're going to tell me that Magnemite's a Pokemon and this isn't? Come on now. Get out, get out of here. Yeah, and then I'm about to reveal just how much I've been consuming the Puckle podcast. Um, but I also was sitting there and having a conversation with him, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and you know how everybody always thought the surfing Pikachu was like a, a like a myth thing. Well, you can do it, and you can get the Pikachu out of Pokemon Coliseum, and then you can go into the yellow version and do the mini game. And he was like, he was like, "You just hop over the wall. You don't need to get the Pikachu out of Coliseum." And I'm like. I'm pretty sure you need to get it out of Coliseum. He's like, did you ever even own that game? I'm like, nope. Nope, but I've got it on good authority that you need to get it out of Coliseum. It was about That's 20 a good, I don't know. <laughs> you you do have to get it out of Pokemon Stadium, though. <laughs> That's how you do it. Um, you can get it. You can. They unlocked the minigame, though, in like the virtual console release of Yellow. So that was cool. Um, you can oh, just go neat. play it. Yeah, it's a really bad minigame, but like you can go play it. So what do you do? Just make Pikachu do flips or something? Like, yeah, that's literally all it is. It's just like <laughs> timing Pikachu to do flips off waves. It's very boring. <laughs> it's kind of novel. It's novel. That is the word. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Moving moving past Tsukumogami. Um, we have a, a Pokemon that's based off of a uh Suchinoko or also known as uh Bachihelia or Bachi Heavy, sorry, Bachi Heavy, uh out of northern Japan, which is 
a big old snake that's got a really fat belly, like fatter than its head. And uh, it's the best Pokemon in the entire world. Uh, put all six of them on your team. You'll win every time. It's Dunsparce. Well, that's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, you said Charizard wrong. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 we don't have any vis- We don't have any visuals, but I heard Thatch's eyes roll so hard they hit the back uh, of his head just now. <laughs> it's Dunsparce. There's like a history with Dunsparce. It's it's just Dunsparce. They made him like a one percent encounter, I think, in Gold and Silver. I'm not entirely sure if I remember that off the top of my head, but he was like he was like one of the. They always like throw a couple Pokemon in the game. They're just like incredibly hard to find. And they're always worthless though. Like once you find them, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the end of that Pokemon's journey. You caught it. You found it. You're done. Dunsparce is that Pokemon. <laughs> but it's crazy though, because a Su- Suchinoko is a pretty uh, BA snake. Like mm-hmm. people are scared of that thing. Well, they're like, nah, you don't, you don't play with that. It'll kill you. So- it eats you. Do all kinds of stuff. So I got a little bit of lore behind the Shushinoko, right? Uh, the Shushinoko is so popular in northern Japan that it is up there with popularity uh, with the likes of Bigfoot-like creatures in other parts of the world. Uh, people in northern Japan actually believe that this creature does exist. But something that is uh, pretty pr- prevalent is that nobody can tell you exactly what it is. There are people that believe that it's a reptile. There's people that believe it's specifically a snake. There's some people that say it's a slug. Uh, and then there, there's some people that say it's a weasel. But nobody can seem to give you an exact uh, name for or, or uh, type of animal it actually is. Other than that, it is it looks like a shortened fat really really fat snake um and they say that there, there's a lot actually a lot of a lot of lore there it actually is said to burrow underground it's said to be able to jump over buildings it's it's said to be able to jump really high and float down to the to the ground that's why dunsparce actually has the miniature wings on it is because the shushinoko is 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 said to be able to glide after it after it makes such a big leap without any legs that um the digging part they definitely have that in like majority of the text i remember mm-hmm. uh, and the pokedex because i i think it talks about it digging a lot uh through the generations right so thatch how do we get something like dunsparce out of something that is so incredible and horrifying i mean it's pokemon so I think that's just, <laughs> like i don't i don't know how to explain that to you otherwise like they just <laughs> They, they want to make cute things. And I mean, that was also Gen 2. Gen 2, they tried to make a little bit more uh, friendly overall. Um, Gold and Silver True. were the Pokemon games that they wanted to make the entire time. Uh, like, Red and Blue were essentially, like, those were essentially betas for the Pokemon game that they wanted to make. And because they could only fit so much data. Because uh turns out Game Freak was notoriously bad at programming. Um, because there was just a bunch of guys who started the magazine like a gaming magazine they're like now we want to make a video game <laughs> and they were they were just very bad and very inefficient with their code so they um they actually had like i think 190 pokemon planned for the original pokemon game, red and blue or well red and green in, in japan but because of space requirements they realized oh well i guess it's only 150 yeah i heard and, I, I when i was a kid i used to get pojo's magazine i don't know do you do you remember pojo's oh yes um and then uh, in there was like a thing was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I remember there was supposed to be more than 150. And there's a whole article on bird type. And I remember talking with my friends and being like, 
why would you have bird and flying? And they're like, well, it's probably why they cut it out. That is why they cut it out. But bird type was like its whole nonsensical thing anyway. And uh, there wasn't like a Pokemon that was just flying type anyway until technically Gen 4, but really Gen 5. Like, yeah, they were always at least normal and flying, right? Yeah, it was I, always like normal based. and flying or like something else and flying. It wasn't until Ar- Arceus with that when you turned him flying type that you'd have a pure flying type Pokemon. And then you could do it again with like Tornadus in Gen 5. The next one that I have on the list here um, is it, it, this is going to be a good one because this is one of Thatch's favorites. And then the thing it's based on is a cousin to one of Jeremy's favorites. Uh, we're going to talk about a bomb the snow real fast. That's true. Okay, I, I, you said my favorites, and I'm like, I don't know if you know my favorites, but then you're right. Okay, I said one of your favorites. Uh, <laughs> you're you're right. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I listen to the show. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I want to see if you have this little piece of uh, knowledge that I have. So I, I got something pretty good about this. Uh, I, I, you know, honestly, I was gonna pass this one to you because being one of Thatch's favorite uh, Pokemon and one of your favorite cryptids, I was not gonna hog the mic on this one. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'll just I'll just uh, spit out information about this one. Ooh, ooh! I just got a shiny gibble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Important things, yeah. Important, Important things. Now back to the show. All right, so Abomina Snow is either based on the Yeti or the what's called the Juyo. Uh, the Yeti or Abominable Snowman is the Bigfoot of the Himalayan Mountains. A lot of people know that. There's not a lot to really explain there. But the Juyo consists of lore of mountainous trees that during the winter get covered in snow and take on the characteristics and looks that resemble giant monsters. Uh, it's said that these specific trees, uh, I was trying to find a location specifically and where the lore actually comes from, but unfortunately I couldn't find it. Um, but these specific trees are said that once they're combined with snow, that they actually become mobile and they can get up and start moving around. Uh, and that's how you get a bomb the snows typing where you get um, grass and ice. Uh, that, that's right, though. <laughs> I, they just made him a bomb of snow because when they uh, when they translate the names, they try to do something like easy for people to get the pun. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a very typical way that they did it was they would just like take two two words that would help describe the Pokemon and just like shove them together. Um, and so Obama Snow is obviously like a description of that. They're just like, yes, snow and abominable. Yeah, let's shove that together. <laughs> Uh, and that's yeah, and that's what they did. I mean, Obama says cool though. I mean, he's not good, but he's cool. He's good in Pokemon uh, Go. Uh, that's true. Pokemon Go doesn't have real Pokemon blocks though, so uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, all right. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> you 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 could just disagree with the Pokemon Master, Jeremy. You need to get into yeah. politics, bro. <laughs> 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 no i know that there's like definitely like a hardcore pokemon go community out there and they definitely think it's great oh sorry that's my dog um, no problem somebody you ran outside in the house yeah uh i wish that'd be far more exciting now somebody ran outside uh and so she's just like yes i must i must alert everyone um but <laughs> obama snow's cool i mean i liked him i just like the typing it's a unique typing nobody else has that typing and he can uh I love unique typings. 
like when uh wh- who was it salazzle came out the poison fire i was like yes that is something that we need right that's there. one of my favorites right now like i don't i don't even know if it's good or not but i love it's okay that pokemon I love it's it. okay its ability could be better on somebody else but it's uh it's it's good i like reptiles um so before we really go further into the list uh thatch did you bring any that you wanted to talk about specifically today uh my favorite i mean i I only have one that i'll let you guys lead but there's one that i really really like um and it's the uh aaron laron and agron line oh i didn't Um, find this i don't have that oh man oh oh boy uh so it's from korean mythology It's from Korean mythology. It's based on the, uh, this is, uh, he's from, oh my gosh, I got to read the name properly and make sure I don't butcher it. I'm going to. Oh, we're um, about to butcher all kinds of names. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's based on the, uh, the Bulgaseri, um, which is a, it's a monster in Korean legend. And there's a fun story that goes along with this as well, um, that it, uh, it eats iron. And then it just grows bigger until it's the size of a mountain, which is ex- exactly like that entire lines like spiel in the Pokedex. I love it. It eats iron and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, what's even better is um, Agron itself is based on the depiction of the Bulgasari that was made from a North Korean film. Made in the North Korean film that like Kim Jong-il kidnapped a director to make. Um, really? Oh my, and it, oh my yeah. Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kim Jong-il like kidnapped some director and made it make like seven or eight movies. And one of them was about the Bulgasari. And it's just this monster that's like eating iron. And so the depiction of the Bulgasari in that film was actually, it's definitely Agron. It's like, it just looks like Agron. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, I know. uh, Agron's got that helmet, which you, which you, it's kind of a stereotype, but you kind of uh, match that automatically with like Korean lore. You know, when mm-hmm. uh, like the samurai and stuff like yeah. that. So that's really, really neat. Yeah, samurai it's, uh, it's one Japanese. of my favorite ones. Well, I, okay, yeah, I, I, I get it, but you know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Thanks, CJ. I don't gotcha. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Did you you bring any specific ones that you wanted to talk to? Because I feel like Thatch is the only one who brought a conspiracy based Pokemon to the conspiracy podcast with all three of the conspiracy podcast hosts did not find it. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I actually wanted to talk about um, the original three birds uh, being two of the birds that I know of are cryptids. Uh, Maltrez being the phoenix, right? So and, is Ho-Oh. Oh, Ho-Ho is also, yeah, considered the phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then Zapdos is uh, something. The North American the Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah. yeah. But was there, is there, uh, they're just like, let's have a blizzard bird. Is there a blizzard bird? Is there a such thing? There has yeah, to be Articuno. Articuno. Uh, no, 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 I mean, like, uh, is there uh, like a, a myth-esque one of that? Uh, I'm not good, too sure. I don't know, actually. Uh, um, uh, apparently there is. Uh, it's called the uh, Simurg. It is Persian for a gigantic Arctic bird. There we go. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, and there we go. Yeah, because the they did that again with the the genies, right? That they they did the three genie boys. Hold on, let's let's talk about the uh, Moltres and Oho and stuff for a second, because I've I've got I've got stuff to add for the the genies the gin as well. Um, so Zapdos, 
uh, just because it's it's a major cryptid here in the United States. Just to put this out there for those that are interested in the topic, uh, a cryptozoological and Native American legendary creature that is so large that when it flaps its wings, it sounds like thunder. In Native American lore, the Thunderbird is the spirit of thunder, lightning, and rain, and actually creates thunder by flapping its wings. Uh, so there's just some additional information about the Thunderbird and the connection between Zapdos and the Typings. Um, and then we go down to Moltres and Oho, which are both variations of the Phoenix. Uh, Moltres being based off the Firebird, which is a uh, Slavic and Russian version of the Phoenix. And Oho is based on the, the Fuanghang or the Fuanghang of Chinese mythology. So they're both Phoenixes just based on two different uh, types of Phoenixes from different parts of the world. Jeremy, you cross eye. You trying to make me cuss on the clean episode? Why? Ho o. Oh ho. So I said ho ho o. I just oh ho. You're one of those ho. people that says animals, aren't you? Nope. <laughs> I say animals. Oh Jesus. Oh man. Okay, I'm over it. I'm over yeah. it now. I'm over <laughs> it. I'm you know over what? it. You know what? We have company. We have company. We will talk about this later. <laughs> Uh, oh no (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know what i was talking about well i do uh (laughs) what were we gonna go on to next uh the well like also i kind of you mentioned this earlier like the way that they named the pokemon uh it's very simple like uno dos trace yeah i kind of enjoy that uh for the birds I never wow. picked up on that before. No. Yeah. Zap, like... Thunder, Arctic, <laughs> Ice, Moltres, Fire, Uno, Uno Dos Trace. No kidding. Yeah. 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 It's like one of the, like, that's like, like trivia question number one in all of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that, that trivia question on that section of your show yet, Thatch? No, because they would get it. Backwards. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Yes, CJ, I take that. <laughs> I, I tried to, uh, I well, so like they're all hyper Pokemon fans like me, right? And so I can't be like, I, um, we have a, all the questions for it. We have a trivia segment on the show and all of the, all of the, um, hosts get questions from the community on our discord. And we, I have a guy that just kind of goes through all of the questions and he like compiled them for me and he comes up to me and he's just like, man. Some of these they don't understand that you're just gonna blow through them if you put them in there, and he's just like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I got this question, and it was it was something like, uh, it was like, how many badges do you need to get to get huh. to the elite four? And I'm just <laughs> like, man, they're gonna just get that right, and it's not like it's no offense to them because like they want to participate, and I totally appreciate that, but it's it's just like they're just gonna blow through that. I wish I could use those questions, but I can't. I kind of want to sidetrack because I just saw something in doing my research. There was someone that was playing the Pokemon games and he found that there is a generation where if you glitch to uh, the elite floor, uh, it doesn't actually check the badges, like the badge progress. Mm -hmm. It's only one of the games, though. Like all the other ones actually check to see if you have the badges. Yeah, yeah. I forget which one that is. It does happen, I showed the truck and caught a Mew once. That's a lie. Uh, that's a bold-faced <laughs> lie. Uh, well, this, we're already talking about glitching because the guy glitched to get there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can get a Mew in Gen One games pretty easily um, nowadays. Like if you're playing replaying Red and Blue, or you're playing like the Virtual Console, um, 
you only got, there's like a way because the memories handled so funny in those games uh if you encounter a couple of different trainers and you hit start right as they see you you can like click teleport or fly to get away and like they'll still have a little exclamation point above their head um and what it does is it like clears your cache for some kind of encounter data i don't know the specifics exactly um and then if you go battle another trainer with a specific that with a specific pokemon that changes your ram value this is this sounds super complicated but it's not um then you just like walk back towards the trainer you had already tried to battle once and you flew away from you just like a mew counter just like happens hmm. you can just like catch it it's like uh it. it's it's easy to do uh, i got a game uh, genie one once that deleted my save file and was very upset oof. about that oof i know that life yeah no there's a couple <laughs> different ones <laughs> a couple different ones like that on a happier note we do have a Pokemon that is based off of a big island or what's perceived to be an island um, in Japanese mythology. Uh, it's the Zaratan, I think it's how you pronounce that. But basically, mm-hmm. it's a big turtle with an island on its back. Um, and we see that in Torterra. And I thought that was interesting. I thought we thought it was based off of the Native American legend that the world was built on the turtle's back. That's also a... a uh... I'm I'm gonna butch, I'm gonna get some people really pissed off right now, but that's also a flat Earth thing too, isn't it? I don't I, know. I don't know. I know there's there's a they play it off of it in Avatar, I believe. Um, where there's there's a mm-hmm. big space with a turtle with the island on its back, and that would be what I'm talking about. And then there's another creature that has stuff on its back, and there's like three of them. Um, if you do the if you like the new Avatar. That turtle is the one that is responsible for uh, creating the Avatar, period. So, like, Korra, like, it gave its energy to uh, Earthbend or Waterbend. I think it was Earthbending. Oh, okay. I, you said new Avatar, and I thought I missed something. That there, like, was oh, there no, a new no, no. one after Korra? No, I, I, have, <laughs> I, a, I, have, uh, I have friends that don't like Korra. But it, it's they're, campy. They're I enjoy it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not... A whole war like you're looking uh one where they're at peace kind of and like it's peace times compared to like mm-hmm. uh fire nation coming in and just ruining the day it's way more world building than yeah. the original and that's okay uh we have a couple more uh to talk about here before we start moving into mythology based ones um one we have rapidash which is based on the unicorn um, I think everybody knows what a unicorn is. The interesting thing about unicorns, though, and we'll be covering this more in depth in the in future episodes of the Infinite Rabbit Hole, but unicorns uh, have this thing where they judge you super hard, and but they have no like gray area. Everything's black and white. You've either committed something that's bad or you're good, and there's no in between. So like murder and stealing a stick of gum from a child gets the same consequence and they kill you they just gore you they're like oh you you horrible person and they stick you right in the chest with that big spike in their heads um rapidash doesn't really seem to have that sort of attitude uh in, in the game am i right there thatch uh well it doesn't kill people but it'll burn you uh, it doesn't like you mm. no that's like 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 if you touch like the flames aren't t- like it chooses if you feel like the flames on it are hot or not um 
that that's that's what rapidash does i'm not sure about the galarian rapidash like the new one that's a that's just like all fairy all the time like my little pony it's that, one, uh, that looks super unicorn-esque oh it is yeah i haven't heard of that one stabs you it i might. used it i use it in the game i ev that's one of the first ones i've ever ev trained i've never ev trained until pokemon uh shield because i never cared um but uh I wrap the Galarian Rapid that's one of the very first ones and it's actually pretty awesome in my opinion which isn't really high value but in my opinion I like it it's okay I mean it's it's okay I, I wouldn't call it bad it's just okay the problem is like other things do it better yeah it's just interesting because it uses uh, physical based moves for a psychic type which I, I don't really recall other Pokemon off the top of my head that do that like everything else is like a special uh, sweeper or something right Glade um medicham medicham doesn't exist anymore what am i saying um and then uh but glade's one glade uh, you have like two physical psychic moves it's like psych cut and there's like psycho cut and i think that's it <laughs> um yeah that, like, that's the in move terms of moves that matter yeah those are like the moves that's like the one that matters uh <laughs> there might be like another one that's like base 40 power instead of base 70 power or something but like heart stamp. Okay. Oh, heart stamp exists, but yeah. Okay. Uh, there's one really interesting one that's going to let me touch on the woo a little bit uh, before we get into something really, really heavy. And that Pokemon is Golurk. Uh, does anybody have any guesses as to what Golurk comes from? I know what it is. I bet you do. I do. Is it a yogurt, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> Chobani, specifically. <laughs> um... No, Golurk is based off the mythology of the Golem of Prague, uh, which comes out of uh, Jewish metaphysics. Uh, I think it might be Kabbalah, but I'm not sure. Uh, and it, it was a legend started by the Rabbi uh, L- Lowe, I think is how you pronounce his name. I, I don't know how to spell uh, His name is uh, spelled uh, uh, L-O-E-W. Uh, he was a rabbi, and uh, supposedly they create this golem to defend the Jewish people against uh, pretty much anything that seeks to do them harm. And uh, they use magic, uh, metaphysical means, to create this thing. Uh, and to be honest, in, in I've been watching that Pokemon Journeys uh, show, and they have Golurk in there, and it kind of seems that they sort of followed that lore fairly closely with how they presented it within the show. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I've got a little little more to add to that. Okay. Uh, as told by the Rabbi Lowe, the Golem of Prague was a clay being given life through the Hebrew inscriptions and was said to protect Jews from the persecution in the ghettos of Prague. One physical feature that Golem and Golurk, uh, that the Golem and Golurk both have is a large gash on its chest that is bandaged by a riveted piece of metal. And in uh, Pokemon, uh, if you remove that piece of metal, this thing just goes nuts. It just goes ham all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's actually uh, something that, that goes over with the Golem of Prague as well. You rip my Band-Aid off, I'm not going to be happy either. <laughs> they say it, it, it physically keeps the, the Golem together. But then, like, wouldn't so it evolves to have a crack in it? That kind of stinks. Or it grows up to like automatically have the crack. Like, are there other Pokemon out there that wouldn't have the crack? I guess. Uh, it's more like when it evolves, like it just gets so much. Yeah, it just like, gets so much more powerful that like that it crack forms be, and like it's bandaged together, like hold itself together, so it doesn't essentially like explode. 
No, fair. Is the thought so it's process. like releasing energy. You're, it's kind yeah. of like a volcano, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, the, the strap is there just to like hold it together to stop it from being like, just unleashing everything. I imagine there's a fair number of Pokemon that also have a crack, just not on the front. Is the Golem of Frog also like a jet, like a rocket? Because Golurk's a rocket. <laughs> no, no. So uh, we, we're talking about the Jewish mythology of the Golem. Because uh, yeah, uh, creating Golems. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, you know, you can go explain for other people. I, it's fine. Oh, okay. So uh, when it comes to uh, Golems, because they're extremely prevalent uh, within Jewish metaphysical tradition, um, they they are usually created to perform a task or to be uh, protectors. Uh, this is the Golem of Prague itself was a very prevalent one. Uh, very, very prominent rabbi in the community that did this during a, a time period where uh, Jews were being very, very repressed as they've been on several occasions throughout history. Um, it was just a really interesting uh, take because I, I do a lot of uh, the esoteric and metaphysical end of the things on the show. And so this is like mm -hmm. one of my favorite uh, ones that I found. I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. They pulled that from uh, the metaphysical uh, community. It's pretty awesome. He can learn fly. What? Um, yeah, because he turns into a rocket um, and he can fly. So you're like, go, go lurk, use fly. We're going yeah. on a trip in our favorite yeah. rocket ship. So isn't, what, what was that metal robot from space? That movie with the kid and the junkyard? Iron giant? Yeah. That, that giant iron giant thing? Yeah, that thing. That iron giant thing? Was that, uh, didn't that have propulsion on its feet? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. does Iron Man. It's a pretty typical I, thing. I, I wonder if that was a tie-in to that, too. Uh, it's a little bit different with Golurk. Like his legs get like sucked up inside of his like ch chest, essentially, and like that becomes a rocket. But then his hands go into his arms, and then those are also rockets. It's it's very weird. Yeah. Um. It was it was in the fourteenth Pokemon movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like Astro Boy type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the old old school like uh yeah. What is it? I would say is it an anime considered or is it a cartoon? Because it is Western. That's an anime. It is Eastern. Yeah, it's anime. That's an anime. So yeah, that's like how most of those robot robots were for that. Like Astro Boy. I would Hot like, take. Yeah. Hot take. Anime is cartoons. They are, yeah. Uh, also, this Golurk was actually designed by like the first Westerner to design Pokemon. Uh, nice. so, really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, his name's James Turner. He was actually he actually became the full on director for Pokemon Sword and Shield's art director, uh, art direction. Huh. Uh, You're a book of knowledge, think, dude. Yeah, he's. I think he's English. I don't think he's American. I think he's English. Um, still, that's why still they chose really cool. for him to do Sword and Shield. Um. So next, uh, we have uh, Sableye. Oh, this is my um, favorite. This is my favorite yeah, one. It's such a good one. It's a, did any of you guys uh, see Sableye in your research besides yeah. Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, you know about what? Sableye. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Thatch, did, 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 do you want to do you want to talk about where Sableye comes from? Uh. No, because I like I just have like general ideas of all the Pokemon because like there's so many of them. So it's just like, yeah, that one's got a thing where it was an alien. And that's that's as far as I can go off the top of my head. <laughs> that's yeah. it in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Jeremy. So Sableye is based off the Hopkinsville Goblin, a.k.a. the Kelly Greenman. 
which is one of my absolute favorite stories in all of urban legends. Based in Kelly, Kentucky, the Goblin or the Green Man is a creature slash alien that attacked the Sutton family farmhouse one night in 1955 in Kelly, Kentucky, right outside of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. The assault on the farmhouse lasted all night and warranted investigations by local police and the U.S. military. The typing of dark and ghosts can be accounted for due to the nighttime setting of the attack and the fact that the men present during the attack claimed to have fired multiple shots into multiple goblins who did not seem to be phased by being shot other than reacting to the impact. The gems and stabilized eyes represent the description of the goblins having bright glowing eyes, and by googling the image of the Hopkinsville goblin, it is very easy to see that stabilized based directly off this creature. There's also a couple of Pokemon based off gray aliens too. Yes, LG- LGM. LGM and uh, NBEM, yeah. Yeah. LGM more so. Much. That is definitely where we were going next too, because <laughs> that is so interesting too. Like when you look at LGM, uh, I got I got to say I didn't I didn't think gray alien right away, uh, though they did remind me of an alien I had seen in a cartoon as a younger kid. Um, but then like when you look at their decks uh, entries, uh, you can sort of be like, yeah, I could see that. And I didn't write those decks entries down, so I don't have them to read. But I just thought, that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought it was uh, pretty interesting uh, that they would take um, gray aliens. And for some reason that had caught me by surprise, too. Like, oh, they incorporated gray aliens and it was like, well, and then you think about it, like, no, that seems kind of obvious. Gray aliens and they called them LGM for little gray man. I love it. Or little little green men. As, yep. as oh, I my God. Uh, I never put that together. That's <laughs> You have L. his name's LGM for LGM. And then you've got uh, BEM, which is B-B-E-M, which I forget what it stands for. But um, it, it nobody uses it. So it makes sense. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't think there was an acronym there. I know LGM was Little Green Men. Oh, it's it's BEM for Bug Eyed Monster. That's it. That's it. Mm. Bug Eyed Monster. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, you guys like when you encounter these Pokemon uh, in Shield? At least cause that's the game that I have. Uh, they definitely yeah, yeah. run like they haul yeah. behind away from you. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> just like real Grays. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, there's humans. Get out of here, man. They like killing stuff. Speaking of killing stuff, this is going to get dark real quick, but uh, I have not won a single uh, match against other people on shield yet. And I get really, really mad sometimes. And (laughs) especially when I realize that I probably just got my backside handed to me uh, by a friggin' seven-year-old. And I definitely yelled at my TV. I bet your Kingler would taste great with uh, truffle butter. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love your level of salt because it's not even that bad uh (laughs) i was really like no like i i get mad and then i swear and then i get really mad and it makes no sense and then i get really really mad and it's just like pg insults And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, that's messed up. I just talked about eating this kid's Pokemon. And I'm like, why am I feeling bad about this? It's a video game. And I mm-hmm. got on with my life. Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Don't laugh, Jeremy. I thought it was I, hilarious. I'm inspired now. Thank you. I'm inspired to go get some king crab legs. Oh, my God. It is crazy hot. I am dripping. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, I'm really, let's get this quick, then. I'm really mad that I'm not going invisible like Sobble. Yeah. Because I feel like I should be. Should we um, go back to the one that we mentioned earlier about the, the uh, 
genies or Dijin ones? Yes. Oh, jeez, we just burned past Andrew's genies. Yeah. No, no, because we already did the the legendary birds. That was my main one. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other one I really like is the the Tangu looking one, but go ahead, man. The Tangu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shift tree. Uh, shift tree. Shift tree. Yeah. Cause it's got the long nose and it's like a, a trickster. It's got the uh what I don't know how you walk around. Uh, then again, I don't know how uh people walk around with high heels either and not like <laughs> break their ankles, but like just that uh solid piece of wood in the center of your feet, and then you're bounce enough to walk around. And that's what this Pokemon has as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit on the Tengu. Uh, in Buddhism, the Tengu are demons and are signs of bad omens. Uh, the human-shaped demon has a very long nose and protects the forest they live in. The people who are tasked with cutting down areas of the forest would always ha- uh, leave rice cakes behind as a peace offering to the Tengu for disrespecting their forest. The dark grass typing comes directly from the Tengu's attitude and its protection over the forest. Oh, man. Tengus are, are such in, like, uh, multiple games. Like, one of my favorite fighting games, too, is a Tengu. But, yeah, the other than Pokemon, because technically, I guess Pokemon's... A, what would you consider, like, a fighting game or RPG? Or It's an RPG. Yeah. Although, what you have the hot take on the fighting game for it. What do you, what do you feel about the Pokemon fighting uh, game? <laughs> There's a Pokemon fighting game? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's called po- it's called Pokken Tournament. It's made by the people who made Tekken. So it hasn't had an update since 2018. Uh, and it's uh, they they keep doing it like their IRL championships, and they they always have a problem filling the entire tournament roster. <laughs> <laughs> like if you wanna, if like if if you want to compete at uh, the North American International Championships in something Pokemon, and you want to be like in the top 64 automatically, just go sign up for Pokken Tournament. Because nobody's playing it. It's a, it's like an okay fighting game. It's like a mix between like your 3D and 2D fighter because it tries to do both. The chains are insane. Like I I played it and I, it wasn't enjoyable. Let me no. say that. It's, it's not. a really cool concept, but it's not a very good game. Are we talking like chains like Jump Force has? Because I really like that game, but I hate it at the same time. Is it similar? Pro- I, you know what? I've never played Jump Force. I want to play Jump Force because, you know, I love Shonen stuff, but you, you don't want to play Jump Force. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, bear with us while we take this quick break. Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D. Now come along with us as we explore the most obscure things our universe has to offer. We specialize in helping people make sense of the most bizarre phenomenon you'll ever come across. You'll get all the great topics such as UFOs, cryptids, and psychic phenomenon, but also some stories that are so spectacular, they scare people to believe that they're true. Now take a seat, and welcome to the One Candle Society. But always remember, 
keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff from the Shadowband Podcast, where we challenge conventional thoughts and overruling dogmas from ancient discoveries tucked away by the Smithsonian to modern genetic manipulation carried out and funded by the world's elite ruling class. Nothing is too taboo as we search for lost, hidden, and suppressed truths about the nature of our reality. Find the Shadowband Podcast on all platforms or visit shadowbandpodcast.com to join in on the fun. Now, back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. We don't, you okay. don't want to do that. Okay, I don't <laughs> want to play Jump Force. Though. You don't want to play Jump Force. I'm mad that I spent 100 bucks on that and I'm not getting it back. I'll get it from uh, Redbox. Oh, well, for a dollar. Yeah, go ahead. But anyways, so let's let's move on, right? We got some other stuff. CJ, you got any more that you want to spit out? Or can we um, let Andrew do this, uh, the gym? Yeah, l- let's do the gym because like, I got, I have like Minetric. Hey, um, no shiny. Which is cut. <laughs> three minutes oh, to go <laughs> i got minetric i have a uh, sneasel and then uh, i kind of like moved off into uh mythology after oh and, and mawile but nobody likes mawile so uh mawile's story behind it is awesome it is but mawile itself is derpy and it looks like a snow pea Dude, Ma, Ma, fun fact, Mawile was my first uh, Shundo in Pokemon Go. What is a Shundo? A shiny 100% IV. That one, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grow up, old man. Listen. <laughs> Andrew, I don't know why you're laughing, Gandalf over there. All right? Yeah. Calm down. Hey, 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 hey. Name calling. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Don't make me whip out my printed original cat, catch all 150 things from Blockbuster that I have. I'm, what? I'm Nuh-uh. What yes. is this? I'll buy this from you. I want to see a picture of this. Wait, what do you have? Like the the original 150 caught or whatever. You could go to Blockbuster and show the that you caught 150, all 150. And it's like a little stupid piece of paper that says you caught 150 Pokemon. Can you send me a picture later? I would love to see that. That's that's a that's a piece of history right there. I'm only kidding a little bit that I'll buy it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding like a little bit. Uh, all right. He says, I'm only kidding, unless you're not. In that case, hit me up after yeah. the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Andrew. Tell us about the gins. Well, they're they're gins. That's yep. pretty much yeah. There's three of them. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce their names though. Tor Tordodas, Tornadus, uh, Thunderous, and Landorus. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I do enjoy their like I must have buff guy style at all times. Like arms crossed. All right. Well, I I got a little information about those. Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus are the Jin Kami of the Shinto religion. In Japanese, Kami is the word for God that worships that's worshipped by the people of the Shinto faith. The theory and forms of these Pokemon uh, represent the Chinese constellations of the Vermilion Bird, Azure Dragon, and White Tiger. Well, I think uh, on on Puckle, uh, Thunderous was a Pokemon of the episode, and uh, Thatch, you guys went into a pretty in-depth uh, talk about the Dex entry and why everybody hates Thunderous in the Pokemon universe. 
Thunderous? Well, Landorus is the one that's the worst, but I don't... I, we definitely talked about Thunderous. Let me tell you, I don't, what I said about it might surprise you and me. Totally check uh, out that episode. <laughs> yeah, because I'd have to remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we can totally link it for you. Yeah, uh, Thunderous is... Uh, yeah, Thunder... I mean, Thunderous is cool. Thunderous has always been pretty good. Um especially in like so you have two big formats you have like what people like to play um which is a fan-made meta um and then you've got uh, the one that nintendo forces you to play um called vgc which stands for video game championship and that's just called the vgc circuit um and thunderous is very good in that format um landorus has been okay in that format tornadus shows up every once in a while i don't know why but it does <laughs> thunderous is just better tornadus in my honest opinion from the uh, from the Puckle podcast, you guys had uh, talked about that in in the Pokemon universe, civilians as a whole don't like Thunderous because he just flies around lighting forests on fire. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. That actually does happen. And then and then you guys yeah, crack jokes uh, about the, the uh, gender reveal parties. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is its next entry. I think from black to white to it, it's that it flies around and it just shoots lightning all over the place. You get a lightning bolt, and, and you get a lightning bolt. Yeah, just like yeah, uh, which makes sense. Uh, those those genies just like wreck havoc. They're also kind of lazy, like the incarnate forms are. Um, but that's like a Gen Five thing in general. Gen Five was super lazy with a lot of designs because they were just like, yeah, we want to do a new, we want to do like a soft reboot of Pokemon, so we need 150 Pokemon, and they're just like, well, we can't make 150. They're like, well, if we click copy and paste, we can. <laughs> and of course. And, and yeah. so that's, I mean, that's what happened with like those three. And then it also happens with like, they have like these three that are monkeys that are like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Mm -hmm. um, and those are just copy paste. Panseer, Pansage, and uh, uh, the Panpour. Yeah. There's, Panpour, a, there's there actually you. a fourth monkey uh, in, in that trilogy. It's called a yes, do no evil. There is. There's do no evil, but I think he, he, I think his positioning with his hands is sometimes inappropriate. It is very, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good call, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, good call, good call. <laughs> Making it for the children out here. Yep. <laughs> to to round up some of the the legendary trios, uh, does anybody have anything on Exernius, Evolutal, and Zygarde? Because I do. I got laughed at in the Puckle Discord about Zygarde the other day because I was like, oh, yeah, I fought the big green one. They were like, what? I'm like, the big green thing. They're like, Zygarde? The big green thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big green thing. Do, you, do you hear this beach bob talking about the big wow, green thing? Wow, who are you thing? calling a bob? Jeez. You want to oh, fight? Man. You want these hands? Is that what I hey, heard? Hey, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one that said big green thing. Anyways, so Exernius, Evaltel, and Zygarde are based on Norse demigods. Exernius is based on Ekmir, the stag that sits on top of Valhalla. Evaltel is based on Hersvliger. I think I pronounced that right. Hersvliger. We'll go with it. It's better it's than a, I'll ever pronounce it. Uh. <laughs> it's a giant eagle. And Zygarde is based on Gnar, the serpentine dragon creature that eats at the roots of the world tree. Does he like eat eat the roots or just he sits near them when he eats? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no, he, eats, no, no, he, he eats just eats roots. it. He just keeps on eating it. Yeah, he yeah. Eats the roots. People figured this out pretty fast, like when X and Y were announced. Like as soon as they got like the pictures of like Xerneas and Yveltal, they were like, "Oh, it's just Norse mythology." And so like they predicted Zygarde way before the games even came out. 
They're like, yeah, it's going to be either a yellow or a green snake. And of course, that's what we got, right? You know, yeah. I, uh, Zygarde, um, at least the one that I caught in S.H.I.E.L.D. doing the Dynamax adventures, reminds me of um, the uh, Poison Sliver from Magic the Gathering. Hmm. I don't play, so I don't know. How old is that card? Old, bro. Well, they they old. they they brought slivers back. Yeah, it's so old that it took them like fifteen years to bring slivers back. <laughs> so I've I've jumped in and out of of MTG, and I don't know that card. I'm surprised that uh, that's not catching like the whole wave right now. Like Pokemon cards are going crazy because of like everyone doing the unpacking and everything. Uh, right. I'm assuming that. It's not really branched out too much to like other card games that I saw. Yeah, it's only hit. It's only hit like the big things like Pokemon cards and then the uh, then like baseball and football cards. Yeah, like sports cards. You guys have talked about the scalping on your show on on several occasions. (laughs) And literally the same day that I listened to your episode about scalping, I was at Walmart and I spoil my kid rotten. Um, so every time we're at Walmart, we walk down the toy aisle and I let them pick something out that's in like a $10 range. And I'm standing in front of a shelf and there's like four shelves of like Pokemon stuff. And the one shelf is just cards and pre-made decks and tins. And I was like, Mm -hmm. should I buy these? Should I be that guy? (laughs) I already fished through all my kids Pokemon cards and pulled out the stuff that I know is going to be worth something one day, especially with all this stuff going on. Uh, my kids love Pokemon and we can't go in the store anymore and, and buy them because they've, mm-hmm. a lot of stores have moved to online sales only for them. They got real bad. Yeah. They got like blood sport going on for Pokemon cards. On top of that, like it's an employee issue too, because they literally, mm-hmm. they literally caught, I'm not even kidding you. Uh, like one of the people that drives around and stocks like targets, they yeah. found a tracker on one of the trucks because scalpers were tracking the guy delivering the cards so that they could come in as soon as they delivered the cards, buy the cards, and then buy the cards from the store. That's nuts. It is insane. There was one story I was hearing from like a Target where the employee who was tasked with restocking it was weighing the packs. Oh, that for makes the sense. foil. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. got rid of that for the most part, though, in the, uh, in the newer ones. They, they, they counteract that. They put them in the cardboard things now, but apparently uh, there's there's still a way that they can still weigh it. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to find the article again. Yeah, I, was it, just it, there's a, I, I, I looked into it a while ago um, the, when I was collecting hardcore. Uh, I looked into like, oh, well, if we weigh the packs, maybe we can like go get good stuff easier or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then there was uh, but it, they they canceled it out somewhere back in like. 2017 they have um they they with every pack of pokemon cards you get a little card so you can play pokemon tcg online right and what they do is um they change the weight of that card based on whether or not you got a hollow or like a fancy card in in the pack um and so that's how they balance the weight and they it mostly cancels it out but if you get like one of like the super awesome shiny cards it's definitely heavier yeah that's weird that's awesome yeah, so they, they've like found a way to cancel it out. It's it's good for yeah, them. Since I uh, since I found out about all the scalping, uh, I've been trying to convince my roommate uh, Ninja. We call him Ninja because um, his name is also Chris. But uh, I I've been trying to convince him uh, to sell. He has a first edition uh, Charizard from way back in the day. 
I've been trying to convince him to sell it. I'm like, it is prime mm-hmm. time to sell that thing, man. He's like, no, I'm keeping it. Yeah. Even if it's not in good condition, you can still get something oh, no. decent. Ninjas, off of that. Ninjas Pokemon mm-hmm. cards. I'm pretty sure like he opened those packs, slipped them into the 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 sleeve things in the binder, and never touched them again. These things are, are beautiful right. and they smell good too. Like 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 a freshly opened book. All right, I I really don't want to get into the depressing uh, <laughs> fact that I no longer own any of my Pokemon cards from childhood. Um, because I, I could be probably a millionaire right now. Right. But anyways. You know, real quick, Jeremy. Real quick. Do you know what I did with mine? Right. I hit that phase in my life where I was like, I'm too old for Pokemon. Right. And I had these mm-hmm. little kids living next door who were super into Pokemon. Like they were always out in the backyard with like the stuffed animals and stuff, throwing Pokeballs at each other and stuff. So yep. I just took all my cards and set them on their front porch with a little note that just said, enjoy guys and walked away. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gave him to my little cousin, literally the entire thing. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get back into this this myth and lore, because I feel like we're going down another infinite rabbit hole. Ah, he said it. You hear it? Did you hear that? He said it. Andrew, why'd you say that? <laughs> All right, come on. Let's do let's do some stuff. Uh, I love you guys as co-hosts. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I only have one more left from what we all talked about. It was actually two, technically, but they're both, um, I guess, Japanese uh, culture, like the white lady, which is uh, a stretch, kind of a stretch. I don't know, but like, uh, how do you say that? Frost glass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the, the concept is like a... Um, uh, vengeful spirit right that like comes and takes people in the night with her like icy breath or uh, ice and just basically drains the the warmness out of you the legend that you're talking about is the yukiona uh physically they are both featuring wearing a japanese kimono typically white uh frost glasses uh, typing is pulled directly from the lore of the yukiona the typing of frost glass is ghost and ice type the Yukiona is said to be a spirit vampire that hunts men during snowstorms, feeding on their blood and energy. That just sounds like a wife. <laughs> but no, it's bad. I think it's bad men. Like she doesn't like trap uh, good ones. You could be right. You could be right. I thought. I thought there's like legend about like oh, there's a guy that got away because he was nice or something. Possibly. Like I, I had yeah. to. I mean, just like everybody else, we had to research a lot, so I wasn't able to dive into everything. But yeah, no I definitely found some stuff that I'm going to revisit later on that's very, very interesting. I'm yeah. saving the best one for last. Well, in Japanese uh, mythology, um, there's the, the koi fish, which is a species of carp. And in mythology, uh, this carp is actually a baby dragon. And uh, in some stories, it has to jump over a waterfall, I think. Um, and then in other stories, it just grows up, but it turns into a dragon. And that, uh, mythology is directly presented from the first generation of Pokemon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get Lapras. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not true at all. (laughs) Thatch, do you want to correct Andrew for us here? That's how you get Gyarados. It's actually in Pokemon Snap. Um, if you played like the original Nintendo 64 Pokemon Snap, you have to like kick a, kick a Magikarp like over a waterfall and then a Gyarados pops up. <laughs> That's right. I oh, am wow. doing that, but I never made that connection. That is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good on them. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. In the show, James just gives Magikarp a hardcore punt. He's like, I can't stand you. <laughs> and then Gyarados comes up <laughs> in this dragon rage and ruins the entire town over it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you put your foot up my butt like that, I'd probably go back and be pretty upset too. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Uh, just that Lapras is based off the Loch Ness monster, but the Loch Ness monster is such a beat up topic. I wasn't going to talk about it, to be honest with you. It's okay. So just to just a touch on that, right? It never came out from the developers that Lapras was based on the Loch Ness monster. Uh, Lapras is actually based on the Plesiosaur, uh, which is what is thought to be what the Loch Ness monster is. I, that was like one of the first ones that came, popped in my head. So I specifically looked that one up, but apparently it was never, uh, never actually verified from Game Freak that Lapras was based on the Loch Ness monster. It's just a natural correlation. But you know what? If you listen to the Pucko podcast, a lot of the things that is verified and unverified by Game Freak are somewhat questionable. I could, I could <laughs> see that. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of true, actually. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're, they're like, especially if it happened in Gen One, like with Red and Blue. Anything that happened in Red and Blue, they're just like they were not ready for what Pokemon became, and it's just like a bunch of random nonsense. Like they just started, they they just like if you play Red, Pokemon Red and Blue, there's so many references to like the real world, like our world. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And those are just all gone after that because it was like, okay, we're going to try to like actually world build. If you actually watch the Pokemon anime, um, there's moments in it where they're actually just like generic birds and generic fish. Yeah. And then after a while, they just get rid of that. Yeah. Because they're just like, there are no animals other than Pokemon in Pokemon. Yep. So that means they eat Pokemon. Oh, yes. Uh, So, so uh, I've actually gone through the official like, handbook for if you are adapting pokemon or like you're you're partnering with pokemon or something like that uh like being a partner with pokemon they're just like if you're going to depict people eating food in the pokemon universe you must make it very nondescript so nobody can know what it actually is (laughs) because we don't want people thinking they're eating pokemon (laughs) that's why they're always eating those puffins and the uh, rice cakes yes absolutely absolutely from I think Gen uh, yeah, 1. Okay, but that... Yeah, that's why. Gen 1 doesn't count. Gen 1's <laughs> nonsense. Uh, uh, Gen, Gen 1 doesn't fit the modern-day view of Pokemon. Everything in Gen 1 is an inconsistency. And then there's a bunch of dex entries in uh, Sword and Shield where it talks about uh, Pokemon just consuming other Pokemon and, like, oh, raiding no, their so nests. So starting in, like, Gen 7, in Gen 7, like, all of the entries got super dark. I don't know what happened. They just, like, turned it on. They're like, yeah, everything's dark yeah, now. Yeah, Hatria, Hatria's dex um, entry has been my favorite so far. If you're loud around it, like, if you just, yeah. if you're loud, it'll just rip you apart. <laughs> yeah. 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 They just, like, the dex entries just got, like, really eye-opening dark. I mean, let's, let's, let's think of it like this, right? Let's just say Gen 7 was the seventh grade where a lot of people hit their, their, uh, goth phase, you know? <laughs> they just started hating the world. <laughs> Yeah, really Dad dark. took their phone away, so Pokemon's like this. I mean... Wow. Wow, <laughs> Jeremy. Wow. Jeremy, you just became the third person to get something removed from wow. the infinite rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> well, well, wait, on, on typical they, episodes. Typical episodes is perfectly fine. I'm the president of that club. I'll send you your membership card in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. Keep going. Re, re-say that sentence without the cursing. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what the it was. Oh, Jesus. Why, again? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, you were saying 
uh, edgy phase uh, when they turn teenager. Oh, they turn into teenager and do the edgy phase. That's what happened with Pokemon generation, that generation. We'll give that to Andrew. Yeah, good job, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah generation <laughs> yeah, seven, good right? For you. So, really, yeah, dead. that one. You know what? When we when we edit this, we're gonna have to put like a hard cut there, so it's real obvious we took something out. Like we're not even trying to blend that and just put Andrew's point there. Just beep it. No. <laughs> yeah. no. 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 Because because there's the potential that Thatch's listeners could listen to this, and I really don't oh, want okay. to cuss them. I don't. Oh, we used to we used to just cover we just used to just cover it up with like a Pokemon cry yeah. when that happened. Best boy, he'll have Charizard just scream. <laughs> <laughs> Any anyone listening to to the Puckle podcast after this, you need to start at episode one fifteen and work your way backwards. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Mm. Oh, absolutely okay. not. All right. All right. Yeah. Back to lore and mythology. All right. I think, are, are we, do we have any more to talk about or do we want to uh, go on to that little fun topic? Well, can I just breeze through what I have? Because I got, I got some good stuff. All right. Uh, Minetric is based on the Reju. Minetric was created to have features of the Reju, such features as blue and white fur and an electric power. The Reiju originates from Japanese mythology and is said to accompany Reijin, the Shinto's god of lightning. It is also said to unleash powerful thunderstorms. Whiskash is based on uh, the Namazu. The Namazu is a gigantic catfish and is said to be trapped by a god called Kashima. Kashima keeps the Namazu locked in stone, but every once in a while the, the Kashima loses concentration and the Namazu is able to wiggle its body, causing earthquakes around the world. This is why Wishkash is a groundwater type. Uh, Lotad is based after the Kappa. Kappas are water demons who hold a bowl of water over their head and originate in Japanese folklore. They don't hold a bowl. Hold on, hold on. They don't hold a bowl they're, over they're, their... Their, their head is a bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah, their head has like a pit in it. Like, Thank yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Thanks, CJ. You're welcome. We need to be consistent. Listen, we have an important guest on here. You can't get your facts straight, man. Uh, all right. In search Badoof sound effect. We should do it. <laughs> we'll just say, just say, someone say Badoof, and we'll use that as like the beat for this episode. Uh, Badoof. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the most obnoxious Pokemon cry that we can use for this? Cricketune. Yeah. Cricketune. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to spell it the way it sounds. If the Kappa's water <laughs> spills, its power is weakened significantly. Lotad has a lily pad that does the same thing and is a common Pokemon in the rain. Uh, you said we were skipping Mawile? We'll skip Mawile. Well, uh, you, can you can mention Mawile. I just, okay. I just thought, I, I, I associate Mawile with like a snow pea pod. And then when I read what it was based on and I looked at a picture of it, I was like, nah. Okay. Nah. Uh, Mawile is based on the Futakuchi Ona. The Japanese stories of the Futakuchi Ona depict a woman with two mouths, one on her face like normal humans, and one on the back of her head that is concealed by her hair. This mouth actually comes from her skull splitting open and revealing teeth, lips, and a tongue. Uh, I could not find the connection to Mawal's typing of steel and fairy. Now, Drowsy and Hypno are based on the Baku, which is based on Japanese lore. The Baku is physically based off the tapir, made from parts used by gods after they created all the other animals. Just like Drowsy and Hypno, the lore states that the Baku feeds on the dreams and nightmares of their victims. The lore of the Yama Uba is what Jinx is based on. 
They share physical features such as a long red dress, purple face, and long blonde hair. The lore behind the Yamauba is very disturbing and includes cannibalism, so I didn't go deep into that. Um, Sneasel is based on the lore of the uh, Kamaitachi. The Kamaitachi are weasel spirits that live in the freezing cold with long claws that, when used against a foe, leave painless wounds that do not bleed. It is easy to see where they get the ice and dark typings for Sneasel. Uh, Kitsune is the legend of Ninetales and Vulpix. Uh, There are many variations of this legend that span through almost all countries in Asia. One in particular is the uh, Kumio, which, like all variations of legends, share the Ninetale fox description. But this particular variation is a shapeshifter and is considered to be a succubus or incubus, depending on the gender of the Kumio. Um, how did we miss that one? Because that is so prevalent in so many games other than Pokemon. Like League of Legends has Ari, Naruto's right. got the Kyubi. I was like, going to say, did... it's it's in anime like crazy. Well, it's a huge Japanese myth. I can't believe we just breezed through this episode and bring it at him just now. Right. Once it has feasted on the souls of 100 victims, it can then become human permanently. Uh, Executor is based on the Jinmenju. The Jinmenju is a tree that legend says once existed and would bear the fruit of human heads. Trevenant is based on the Yatevio from South and Central America. It is said that the Yatevio live by eating humans. There's an African version of the story as well. Mistrevious is based on the legend of the Nukakubi. The Nukakubi is from Japanese mythology about a female creature that has human features. It has a detached head that can fly around and scream, hence why Mistrevious, the, the Screech Pokemon. Dusclops is based on the Japanese creature known as the Chochin Obake, uh, a.k.a. the Lantern Spook. The Chochin Obaki, the Chochin Obaki, there you go, do not wish to cause harm just to cause mischief. They are said to look like a living paper lantern with one eye. And the last thing I have is Hoopa is based after the Jin. That's a lot. That's it. Can we can we speculate that Tangela might be based on the Nicaraguan vampire vine? Uh, I guess, yeah. Possibly. Tangela might be based on the lawn clippings I just threw in the trash. I mean, do you have <laughs> vines in your lawn? Dang. I actually do in my backyard. My neighbor has this vine, this like invasive vine species that he put because he thought it looked nice, and it dominated the entire like block's backyards. Mm. We can't get rid of it. It's everywhere. It's horrific. Yeah. So, Andrew, lead us into the closing portions of the, the episode, man. You can totally do it because you haven't talked enough. I, I need you to talk <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, stop. Okay, cut now. In, Jeremy, you're, in, you're fired. In for reals. In for reals in three. You, hold on. Say, say hold your, on. Say your, okay, two. You, you guys are freaking out like you're the ones that edit this. <laughs> one <Stop. laughs> I gotta clean your dirty mouth yeah. orbit <laughs> Jesus <sighs> okay alright Jeremy be serious sir no Andrew's leading this I'm not leading it Andrew hasn't talked enough uh, I linked just a preference for you guys I linked the uh, five that I'm talking about if you want to look up images uh, so they're in the actual Zencaster in the chat so just so you can get a kind of gist of what they look like Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. there. Are, uh, so yeah, as I mentioned earlier, there's five. Um, uh, I found an article uh, that uh, I, I definitely agree with it. It's on uh, Amino uh, the website. 
uh, just to for all transparency. Um, but the uh, they had five different uh, creatures that I feel like would be a pretty good transition to being Pokemon if they're if they're looking to expand out. Uh, so there was the first one, which is Yati Vo or Yati. Uh, oh, that's the, that's the yeah. one I just said was Trevenant. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's, that's what Trevenant is. That is Trevenant. Oh, that's what Trevenant oh, is. Then, okay, there's four that are there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, Andrew, I'm gonna need you to stop grabbing the parachute that has the pots and pans in it. Yeah. So there's a a, a weasel esque worm uh, that is called uh, the equivalent is a Tazel worm. So it's got like a, a body of a snake or like a dragon, I guess. And it's got like the a foofy tail at the back, uh, but the front is kind of like a a weasel or fox. So it does have doesn't have hinds legs, but does have uh, paws. The front and like a I guess you would say like a cat or weasel like face. Um, so it does. It's like a serpent esque, which is pretty cool. But like, uh, it would I guess it would fall into like a snake uh snake cat type deal um uh for it so i could be uh poisoning because of the of whatever it could be grass because it's found in the forest uh because it is technically uh considered a dragon uh you can throw it as a dragon type mm-hmm. uh for it i i just I, as i said we did say earlier i do enjoy brand new types right so i would i mm-hmm. would hope to see Maybe like a type. Well, it's like it's like a worm, right? Yeah. It's like a worm. Yeah. So you could do like dragon bug, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. When was the last time they even introduced a new type into the Pokemon world? Oh, like a new type or like a type combination? Those are two different things. Both. Uh, well, type combination in Gen 8, 100%. Like, uh, they come out with a new type combo every generation. I think they try to at least get every one. Gen, every generation. Yeah, like Ice Bug was introduced this gen. Uh, that that's a that's the big one that I can think of at the top of my head. There's definitely more. Yeah, there was like a fire uh, water then, or something. Uh that was that was already done. Twenty legendary Pokemon. Fifteen. That's Volcanion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ice Bug was Gen Nine or Gen Eight. We're not on Gen Nine yet, thank mm-hmm. God. Um, and then. <laughs> Uh yeah, so Ice Bug's the one that comes to mind. I know there's more. Technically, like there's a Grass Dragon, but that was kind of a Mega already. But that's that's different. Uh, I guess moving into the next one, is there a Flying Bug? Absolutely, several. Oh dang. Okay, then that's, <laughs> never mind. So like, uh, uh, if it, if there's already several out there, then I guess Mothman wouldn't uh be too much of a stretch uh to fit in. Yeah, well, you could do like Dark Bug. Yeah, that could be a fun Ooh, type. Okay. Well. Dark bug. Hey, do you guys think speaking of flying bugs, do you guys think that like if you leave your porch light on at night, Butterfree just like bounce off of it or Duskox maybe? No, it'd be Mothim. It'd be Mothim or yeah. Dustox. Yeah. Now the yeah. most Pokemon or Venom. I guess the most Pokemon esque looking one out of all these for me is the next one, which is the Flatswoods monster. And the uh the Flatwood monster is literally it looks like uh the top of the ace of spades as a head and then just wearing a dress and then in claws it looks like an alien in in an iron monk uh this would be really cool so they did these things um so like pokemon have like a very specific design that they try to hit uh which is why they feel cohesive like and they feel cohesive and everybody's like oh yeah that's a pokemon right 
Um, and they, what they did in actually Generation 7 is they created a batch of Pokemon that they called Ultra Beasts that they intentionally broke all of those rules to create so that they would feel alien. And so that would be a perfect Ultra Beast yeah, in my opinion. I, I kind of, since it has the head of a club, or sorry, a spade, I kind of want a Pokemon that would be like the pseudo like uh, uh, three other ones of like club and then like oh yeah diamond and heart yeah hmm. or maybe it's just like yeah, seasonal and then it's just like you have like mm, it's like sauce buck or yeah. something yeah uh but it does look like a robot so i guess uh i guess steel 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 yeah. steel you can make a steel duck that's not new but it could still be different than by is there, is there uh because it's alien would there be like psychic is there a steel psychic you could do steel psych- there's several oh, but you can still okay. do it it doesn't yeah, stop metagross them from doing it again psychic. yeah metagross you've got uh bronzong and i think like one more if i remember correctly but yeah something like that. it is very close to bronzong yeah it is uh kind of in design i wouldn't say yeah then i love um if i was ever a pokemon trainer even though it would not be a valid pokemon strategy uh i would be the pokemon uh that would have or gym leader or trainer that would have all dogs i would just have all dog pokemon <laughs> and uh one that is the close uh is a kind it's kind of dog-esque is a cheaper cobra right oh shame on you yeah Ch- or Ch- chupacabra <laughs> Choo choo ching yeah. What? How do you pronounce it the proper way? Chupacabra. Choo chupa. You know, you know, you know who's cooler than Chupacabra? Kipsy. That's a horrible cryptid to bring up. Still better horrible. than Chupacabra. Chupacabra is the best, and then it could be poison because it. Uh, we we had a mm. running joke that all it eats is blood. A Chupacabra. Oh my- Hold on, Andrew, so, real quick. Chupacabra's yeah. got to be the only cryptid out there. Well, I guess technically Bigfoot, too, but it's got regional forms. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. All right, that, that's just so you know, I am a, I'm a huge cryptid and urban legend nut. Like, I, yeah, I, I die this stuff. There's actually... Yeah, yeah. you have this podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> just for knowledge base, and I was, like, when I listened to Crypto Technical and I listened to the Chupacabra, I was screaming at the at the speakers, like, Ugh. the Chupacabra from the Puerto Rico, which is where they, they say the Chupacabra exists or came from, where it originates from. Actually, before the Chupacabra, there was the Puerto Rican gargoyle. And over time, as the gargoyles started having sightings outside of the the main urban areas, people started calling it the chupacabra because all their goats were dying, right, and uh, be loss of blood. But actually, what it, what they think it was because it matched descriptions of the the Puerto Rican gargoyle is that all it was doing was moving from the urban areas to the suburban areas and then outside of rural areas. And in fact, it's literally just the Puerto Rican gargoyle. What you're seeing in Latin America, Southern America, and everything of this dog type chupacabra is actually the only thing in the in recent or in history that was originally titled the chupacabra. Yeah, from the oh. 1974 Tano Indians, which are from Puerto Rico, um, and then uh, you, that moves to the lady in 1993 or 94 who watched a movie 
and then saw the creature outside and then it went to mexico and it's mm-hmm. and it's and it's look changed there and then it went to uh new mexico and arizona where it gained rainbow colored spikes on the back of it and then it came as far as pennsylvania <laughs> where its colors change regional variants and no consistency in its look. also how are you going to be upset about uh cheaper cobra he's one of the few things that tag teams up with your boy he does duos with bigfoot where bigfoot knocks out the creature and then the cheaper cobra comes up and suck the blood and going back to pokemon because i don't want to get a chance for you to talk uh the cheaper cobra would totally go after the go-goat or whatever or skipido uh thing <laughs> it's, it's only or, super or, both of those are the same thing the dub dub what's the sheep looking one the Double, yeah. double, and Wooloo. Yeah, so it, it's, it's only super effective against Pokemon that look like sheep and goats. Yes, only. No types. It's just like glitchy type, whatever. <laughs> it just says attack, eat sheep, or suck blood. Drain life. Drain life. Like, it'd be a cool ghost poison type, like, better than Gengar. Yeah. Like, in terms of just, like, cool ghost poison. <laughs> oh, I'm going to let you insult Gengar like that. I'm going to let you get away with that. Uh, Gengar's okay, but like it could be better. Gengar's OP. <laughs> well, they well they they nerfed him pretty hard. Gengar is OG. Oh, that's what I was to say. He's the OG OP Ghost Pokemon. He's awesome. He used to be really good, and then they nerfed him. Anyways, I'm gonna take this opportunity to not comment on anything Andrew just said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I got three cryptids that I'd like to see as Pokemon. Yeah, let's do that. Go ahead, CJ. Okay. Let's let's see who you want. Uh, I'd like to see the Puckwudgie. Uh, because... No, because that's that's cheating. Well, they're hilarious. They're tiny. They shape shift, and they can kill gods. So that would be hilarious. Well, um, I guess, so Puckwudgie for people that don't know, it's, it's it would be uh, a poison psychic type. It's awesome. I no, I think it would be a fairy if anything, because it casts magic. Yeah, I think fairy. It should be fairy poison. Do fairy poison. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But they also use magic. Well, that's fairy. That's fairy more so than psychic. Okay, you guys win. Yeah. Um. Then uh, the Jersey Devil I'd like to see as a Pokemon, and it would have to be weak against grass types because the only recorded real weakness of the Jersey Devil is 80-year-old women with broomsticks made out of wood. Um. And then I feel... I feel like they've already done this with Politoed, but I feel like they did my boy dirty, but the Loveland Frog. Oh, speaking of a tie-in with the Loveland Frog and Pokemon, there was actually a sighting by a Pokemon Go player that, that made uh, uh, national news. Oh, the video of the Loveland Frog? I watched that video. It looked like a couple of eyeballs underneath a bucket, like like flashlights. So they were playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> and they caught a real-life cryptid. That's what happened. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I feel like the Loveland Frog itself would make a really dope Pokemon. Like, <laughs> it could use Flash and just hold its little sparkler up. be awesome. <laughs> well, I'm going to give this opportunity to Thatch. Thatch, what kind of uh, cryptid or lore mytho- mythological creature would you like oh, to see? As they're missing, they miss a lot of things. They miss a lot of things when they... Uh... When they design Pokemon, I, I we talk about this all the time on the show, uh, occasionally. But uh, and then it's I'm blanking right now. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's um, I mean, because like there's a lot of there's like a lot of um, like mythologies you can go into, 
like the the one that always comes up because like whenever we're just like what would you like to see everybody's like egypt and it's like okay but really what do you want to see <laughs> wait, wait, wait didn't they do egypt or like lucario i think okay it's just lucario though it's like just lucario and then and then you can if, if you want e- egypt you go to Yu-Gi-Oh. E- exactly yeah right uh but yeah, that's the, that's the thing. They're they're like, yeah, we should go to Egypt. I think it'd be really cool to see like a region based on some African country. And I think Egypt's like the easiest one to do, honestly. But just because it's easy doesn't mean it's the right answer. <laughs> but who knows? We did we did we did Hawaii because it was easy. So wait, you could go to you could go to South Africa or like East Africa where they have like all the problem with all the warlords and stuff, and like the main storyline can have like yeah, Lieutenant Surge go. serving a purpose. Uh, <laughs> I. He's the lightning American. America doesn't exist anymore. I just Gen One doesn't make sense <laughs> in, in modern day Pokemon lore. It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, maybe something on Egypt. Like you could do like the entire. You have like the entire like pantheon. Yeah, like Egyptian pantheon. Oh, that that has no end. Like you like a uh, on her. Yeah. And if you want to do a really good, uh, just like to touch Africa, right? If you want to do a good um, African cryptid, it's mm-hmm. like Macaulay and Bembe. It was a sauropod, uh, kind of like a bronto. I know, mm. I know they have a brontosaurus, uh, but uh, Macaulay and Bembe is actually a river monster from the Congo. Uh, that would that would definitely touch in in Africa. There we that go. That thing's horrifying. Hippos are afraid of it. And if you guys yeah. know anything about hippos, they're not scared of nothing. They're not scared of anything right. at all. Yeah. All right. So my choice would be the Wendigo. I would love to see uh, a Pokemon. It would be it would be extremely dark. You know, they would have to try to Pokemon it up. Um, but I think the Wendigo, even even if they did the the newer version with the, the antlers, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, but just paying homage to the, to the legend of the Wendigo would be really cool. It would have to be a legendary Pokemon, Jeremy, because it's the cannibal Pokemon. It'd be really hard to find. Eaten. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, I think I think that'd be pretty cool. That's just me. It would be. Wendigo is my all time favorite cryptid. And uh, Andrew, I hope you're taking notes. So the next time you want to suggest something like Chupacabra, you don't. But Wind- Wendigo would be would be a fantastic one, especially uh, I know I know it, it pains you to hear this, but with the the antler, uh, the skull head antler interpretation, it could actually be like an evolution of uh, Marowak. Well, that's what I was about to say. Cubone. That whatever. would be really cool, especially mm. the uh, uh, the Alolan, the Alolan Marowak. It's already got the ghost typing uh that mm-hmm. would be an awesome third or second uh stage to that pokemon that would be really cool thatch is marowak uh yeah. competitive relevant uh alolan marowak is okay uh regular marowak's hot garbage but <laughs> that also holds true in pokemon go yes it is I was gonna say, if we Actually, give it that evolution yeah. into like a wendigo form we can make it really competitive uh relevant then uh it is competitively relevant i mean it was really it was really good back in gen 7 gen 8 has seen it kind of die off but it's not it's not entirely gone like it has it has a niche so um i have a question for thatch and it's it has nothing cryptid related this is just the nerd inside of me coming from yeah yeah, yeah. and by the way i'm I'm insanely impressed with your knowledge of pokemon uh just want to throw that out there Oh well, thank you. Uh, this is like it's like the most useless skill I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> you say that, but there's probably a lot of people that get a lot of joy out of listening to the things that you have to say. Oh, they do, they do. Yeah. If you were to add a type to Pokemon, a single type, what would you add? 
Oh, nothing. Uh, so, okay, so this is like, um, I mean, just from like a game standpoint, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm going to kick myself because like I, I answered this question like one time back in 2013 and I was absolutely wrong. Ooh. Um, and, because I, yeah, because they announced fairy type in 2013. Um, that's when, tw- that's when fairy type was announced and everybody's like, oh, they should introduce like sound type, which is absolutely awful. No. Um, and I think because, uh, there, there was a really prevalent issue in Pokemon, especially in the competitive scene, um, where dragons were just like very, very much so very oppressive, as like you would imagine mm-hmm. they would be, and you'd want them to be. Um, but it was getting to the point where they were like way too oppressive, and then High Dragon shows up and is the worst, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the worst. High you would think a dark worst. dragon would be amazing. It is amazing. It was. It was literally like it was the worst for the meta. Um, like, uh, there's a website that like does a competitive analysis of Pokemon. And if you go to that website and you look up, uh, gen five's, um, conclusion about Hydreigon, mm-hmm. um, it literally says there are no counters to this Pokemon. Um, there, you are going to lose something if the, your opponent has this Pokemon, <laughs> um, you're like, you, something is going to die. Uh, and it's just like it was just that good and so what they did was they're just like yeah we're gonna get rid of this and they they did it with fairy type fairy type is very strategically like planned um for balance if you look at it because it's just like yeah it's immune to dragons it's super effective to dragons super effective to dark both types that are hydragon um my actually when they announced fairy type they had this really cool poster to it to like announce it of as like a sylveon like taking down a hydragon it is the best official art pokemon has ever put out really <laughs> and yeah um and it's my favorite thing because it's like yeah sylveon's there to like take out high dragon um because we have to bring balance back to the game <laughs> uh and fairy type did that fairy type brought balance back to the game it's a little overpowered i want to see more stuff like i don't want to see a new type per se i want to see like more good steel types and more good poison types hmm. like that's what i want to see oh because both of those are uh, both of those are super effective to fairy and fairy's kind of fairy's kind of a little bit oppressive. It's not as bad as it was in Gen Seven, but it's still a little bad. Where fairy type is uh, fairy type can get kind of oppressive sometimes. You get a Jigglypuff beating down your Dragonite. There's a little bit of an issue. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's not just that. It's just that um, you need to be able to uh, actually be able to do something about them. And a lot of poison types kind of suck. So, same with steel types in terms of offensive capability. And uh, it, yeah, I'd like to see some better uh, better of those two. They try to do it and they don't succeed. <laughs> right on. They try to do it. But yeah, I don't know that I would add a type. Adding a type, like, um, I, I think what they have in the 18 that they have, it's going to like cover pretty much everything. I'd love to see like the types of the combinations that haven't been used be used. Like I'm, I'm more for that because I like makes things complicated and makes things fun. Um, also, I think if you have a, uh, well, I guess it already exists. If you have Steel Ghost, Steel Ghost is actually like one of the best typings. I think um, Steel Ghost and Steel Fairy are both, I think, the best two typings you can have in Pokemon right now. What Pokemon are Steel Ghost, uh, Aegislash line, oh, okay. Aegislash, Dewblade, yeah. Honage, um, and Honage was actually really, really, really good when it came out. They nerfed it. A little bit, but it's still really good. Slash is another one of those Sukumogamis. Yeah, they were both bulky and uh, a glass cannon, depending on yeah. depending on what uh, phase you had it in, right? 
Yeah, and that's why it got it got like really, really good. But it was the typing itself is just really fantastic. It's just a really good typing. Uh, I agree because Ghost hits almost everything neutrally, minus I think Dark type, and then Steel will hit that neutrally. Then if you can just hit everything neutrally with your two stabs, you're fine. Oh, it's the it's like it's just good. It's just good. <laughs> And you get like two immunities out of it. Like what? <laughs> three immunities. You get three immunities of your steel ghost. Oh yeah. Actually, you get three. Yeah. All right. So, well, do we have anything else to add here, guys? <laughs> nope. I'm good. Cool. All right. That's this is your uh, your time, man. Go ahead and let all. Oh the man, I get to spiel. Yeah. Let, oh let man. Know. If you if you want to if you want to talk to us, uh, well, I host the Puckle Podcast. You can check us out wherever podcasts are sold. Um, wherever you've listened to this one, we're probably there. It's the it's the blue pokeball just click it um there's also an orange pokeball called puckle plus if you want to get like really nerdy with pokemon <laughs> <laughs> that's like our that's like where we go hardcore into like competitive pokemon whether it's the trading card game or battling um we also have uh we also have like a game show on there too <laughs> you just want to like listen to pokemon trivia it's a lot of fun the trivia is actually really uh, solid. and also it's gotten pretty good i'm pretty i've been pretty happy with it um, you can also go ahead and, uh, you, I mean, you can find us at pucklepodcast.com. Uh, the website's kind of broken right now, but it, it's going to be up hopefully by the time this comes out. Uh, it's been a headache that I'm dealing with. Um, if not, you can just come to our discord. We're at pucklediscord.com. I bought that. Um, and you can of course come over, uh, and just hang out, talk Pokemon with us. Uh, we, we host tournaments as well. If you do play Pokemon, um, right now we've got one that's really good for beginners. that's coming up. Uh, called summer league where we actually like have people in the community be gym leaders hmm. and you try to earn their best CJ, cj writes down summer league right. <laughs> yeah that started that starts i think on june 13th so come on down uh if you want to come and play there it's a lot of, i mean it's a lot of fun we also sell the badges we actually like make got them commissioned and made as little, like little pins so you can buy them uh so you can feel like you did something cool if you do that cj you can make your uh badge a rabbit I'm not going to be a gym leader. I am participating. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> as I put my phone down and pick up my switch. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We that's usually one of our more popular ones. I just need to get my so definitely feel free to do that. But yeah, we're also on Twitch. We play Pokemon there at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast because inconsistent branding. And uh, uh, we're on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash puckle podcast. I guess you can listen to the podcast there, but there's also some other like Pokemon video content. Right on. We'll we'll drop uh, links for all of that in the description as well, as well as um, an invite to the Puckle Podcast Discord server. Uh, so anybody listening mm -hmm. to this is interested, you can check all that out uh, by just uh, going down the description and clicking on any of those several links. That's that. That you got anything else to put out, man? No, I appreciate it, though. Uh, well, I guess if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Puckle Podcast. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at Trainer Thatch. There you go. Oh, you're not the Kahuna anymore? Uh, well, that's just what it says, but the actual tag is at Trainer Thatch. <laughs> All right. Well, CJ, uh, good find, man. This was a blast. I had a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. That, if you ever have something that that uh, is infinite oh, yeah. rabbit hole, you know. Oh yeah. So I don't know if C I don't know if CJ told you, but I'm also a PhD physicist. Ooh. Um, uh, nice. And I also I also have like a 
bachelor's degree in religious studies. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a phys- I'm a research scientist for the Air Force. Oh, really? I'm hey. I have a, uh, yeah. I, I'm a active duty hey. Navy myself. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got a buddy that works for NRL. Uh, Wait, are you are you active military with the Air Force, or just hired on as like third party contractor? No, I'm just I'm a civil I'm a civilian. I'm a uh, oh, so I'm a government employee. I was a third party contractor, but now I'm a I'm a I work for the, I'm a Fed. Oh, okay, okay. We just added Thatch as number two of my friends who uses his degree. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, because like that's all you can do if you get a PhD in physics. Like you, like you better get a job in your field. <laughs> all right, or what else are you gonna do? I don't know, man. Well. Again, thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, and you're all, always welcome to come back on if you ever uh want to yeah, e- even if you don't want to talk about Pokemon, you want to change it up a little bit and talk about some strange stuff. Sure. Let us know, man. Sure, sure. I'll bring it up. I'll I'll keep it in mind. Cool. Yeah, next time we uh come up with a topic that's uh physics heavy, we'll have to uh invite you back because we do yeah, that from time d- to time. Hit me up. Hit me up. Yeah, hit me yeah, up. Yeah, we do have that idea about wormholes and black holes and stuff. That would be pretty cool. Uh I can almost talk on that. <laughs> you could probably do better than we can because we just go to Google. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, I go to Google, but I can usually read the papers. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that kind of physicist. I'm like, uh, I do, I do more materials type I hear stuff. You. I hear you absolutely uh, for electronics. So quantum mechanics, I got a good grasp on. But, All right, uh, CJ, do you um, want to close it out, man? Um. My brain is on overheat right now. Well, you better get ready. We have a whole other episode to do. Oh, shit. Oh, there we go. Ah, <laughs> he's hey. hey, CJ, I'll send you your membership card in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I need to say something now because I'm the odd man out. I told you I was the president of that club, first of all. Second of all, um, I forgot that we were doing the second episode, so that was a thing. All right, well, that's been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. We will see you on the next one. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Infinite Rabbit Hole. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at infiniterabbithole at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash infinite rh. Follow us on Instagram at infinite underscore rabbit underscore hole. We're always looking for someone that has a story to share. So if you feel like you've experienced a strange encounter with something that you can't explain, reach out to us. Let us know. Come on, have a good time, tell your story. And if for some reason you don't want to show up on a podcast, send us a letter in our email in a format that we can read to the fans. And we'll be more than happy to read it to everybody. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time down the infinite rabbit hole.